Hey, hey, thanks for pressing play, Suns fans, and welcome to the Suns Jam Session Podcast. I'm your co-host of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. My name is John. I'm the, the J to the Jam, and I'm joined by Matthew, the M to the Jam. Matthew, how are you doing today, sir? Doing good, John. It's been a while. It's been a week. Yeah, I know. This it took the, a week off. This is the <laughs> longest break we've ever had. Yeah. Since we started doing it <laughs> back in like November or whatever. A whole week off. Yeah. Of no feels, podcasting. Yeah, feels great to be back and actually talking. Yeah, and there's plenty to talk about. I feel like it's a, it's kind of like last week. You know, we're we're doing Suns in quarantine now. We're in week 11 without basketball, and yeah. we're going to talk about just what we talked about last week. Like hope, hope that there's going to be hope. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know. So I mean, it's it was really an interesting week, kind of going on and seeing what different scenarios were brought up in the NBA and mm-hmm. what the possibility of the NBA coming back and what those timelines are looking like. And it, again, it's, I feel like it's the same thing we're talking about every week. It is, but there's actually something going on. There's uh, this Thursday. We'll know for sure exactly what the NBA wants to do. And yeah, yeah we'll see. That is worth talking about now, I guess. I guess <laughs> until we're sitting here next week and they're like, yeah, they pushed it yeah. back to next Thursday because they can't commit on anything. And yeah, you know, it's, it's been an interesting time just kind of sitting in a holding pattern, waiting and waiting and waiting. So how was, uh, how was your week, man? It was good. Uh, you know, got the car issues, all that stuff. Um, yeah, what's going on with the car? Oh, uh, just <laughs> AC <laughs> a shit. Lot, a lot of stuff. No, it's just um, there's a radiator problem. So I got a new radiator, some, oh. some new brakes, but it's, it's no big deal. AC's working though? Yeah, I think it's working. It was just the radiator that went out. So that's it. My car is good. It's it's my own fault. I didn't check the radiator fluid like I was supposed to, and I think it just burnt out. So Oy vey. It's all right. As long as the AC's working right now though, cuz it's like what, 110 yeah. outside. Well, the AC went out and I'm like, "Oh, it's just the oh, AC," shit. but it went it went out because the radiator everything overheated. It was a little bit sizzly. So because <laughs> of that, I think it just went out. So I I should be okay this summer with an AC. Yeah, that's always the tough thing about that first time it hits about a buck ten. Wherever you're living, you just, you, yeah. Well, yesterday, today, tomorrow, yeah. You just you cross your fingers and be like, okay, I hope my AC works in my house, and I hope the AC works <laughs> yeah. in my car. And you do maintenance, or maybe you didn't <laughs> when it came yeah. to the radiator, but you do maintenance all year long, and you just hope that it happens. And yeah. I'm hoping it happen. It doesn't happen this year because it seems like every summer, whatever house I'm living in, the AC goes out. Yeah. And right now it's a cool 76 in my house. So let's, uh, let's keep it that way. The best way to handle it is just not talking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Damn it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. Well, I've jinxed it now. So, yeah. uh, crap. Well, uh, we'll get into the podcast here. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Suns Jam. Hit us up on Facebook. You can hit me up on Twitter and TikTok. I got a bunch of TikTok followers this week, man. Do you? Yeah. Let's see. I'm up to a total of, let's pull out the phone here. This you should lot. have a lot. You do some good videos, man. Yeah, they're, they're nerdy. Uh, let's see. I'm currently at 802 followers. That I'm is sorry, insane. Eight, 812. Yeah, I have. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I did a video where I just pretty much said, hey, uh, if you're from Arizona, these are the things we hate to hear out of town or say. Yeah. It's like Germain, not German, German. <laughs> down, in, down in Chandler. Is it not Germain? It's Germain. But people call it German. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, oh, I thought you were saying it the other way around. Yeah, people like, like Saguaro, yeah. Gila Bend. Yeah. So I just made a few TikToks about that, and all of a sudden my account blew up. So follow me on TikTok or God, Twitter at popular. Darth Voida. Uh, yeah. You can hit up Matthew on Twitter. At Matthew Lissy. 
And I'm going to hit up this ice cold beer because it's nice in my house for now. So yeah. let's enjoy it with an ice cold beer and talk about week 11 of the Suns in Quarantine. All right, week 11 now, 11 weeks without basketball. I feel like I ask you this question every week, but does it feel that long to you? Uh, but then I changed my answer, I think. I don't even remember what I said last week, but I think it's, <laughs> I think it's actually been – it seems like it's been long, a long time. It's going to be weird seeing basketball played again. Um, I think, though, that you know, this week we actually have some good news, so it's something to talk about. I think they really have an idea of when to start. And I think it all started with like hockey because hockey's starting back up there in the playoffs. The Coyotes are going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. So that's exciting too. So, and then the Suns might have a chance. So we actually have some stuff to talk about. But what do you think? Has it felt that long to you like it has to me where when we see basketball played again, it seems like maybe a year has gone by? It feels like a long-ass time. That's for sure. I finally got news that I'm going back to work this upcoming Monday, which yeah. I'm super excited for. Yeah, I don't have too. to drive around That's and awesome. do drizzly orders and drop off booze and Far yeah. East Mesa at 1130 at night. So I'm super excited for that. But it's been two months since I've worked, almost to the day. And it's, it feels like so much longer. It really does. Like I sit back and be like, damn, it's only been eight weeks. It feels like it's been like 16 weeks. Yes. When you look at basketball and just sports, period. It feels like it's been forever. And I can't wait for it to start back up again and just enjoy it and sit and be like, you know what? Leave me alone. I'm watching basketball for a while. I'm going to hop on Twitter while watching a game and just enjoy that experience once again. Yeah. And it's going to be like, oh, whoops, it's like overrated, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to sit down and oh, watch totally. it. Oh, this is what we're waiting for? Oh, oh yeah. No, no, yeah it's going to be, be like, great. It'll be the third quarter. I'm like, man. Yeah. Because what do you always say about the Super Bowl? You're like, oh, it's all hype, and then the Super Bowl is just – the actual game's overrated, usually. Oh, yeah. But, you know, everything around it's great. That's the way the NBA is, though, now, you know. Everything around the NBA is awesome, all the all the trades. And that's one of the things I miss the most is just, yes. like, free agents and trades and all that the stuff. Draft. The draft. Yep. Jinx. And then <laughs> now, now it might be coming back, though, dude. Well, we'll talk about that here just in a second. But first I want to yeah. talk about – an article that I read on Valley of the Suns written by Mr. Matthew Lissy. Were you one of the 100 people that clicked on it? <laughs> did did many, you leave the one comment? <laughs> no, oh, I, I didn't. I don't look comment. at my comment. It's like one comment per article. Yeah, don't, great, don't look know? at comments. It's one thing I learned writing for Brightside. It's like, yeah, you write, can't. Put, put what you want out there into the universe, state your yeah. opinion, and then just carry on. Because trolls, they live for that shit. Yeah. They live for that shit. The half a troll that I have, you know. <laughs> he's, like, he's two feet tall. He's a, yeah. he's a small troll. <laughs> uh, but you wrote an article on who will be the king of the franchise. And essentially you were talking about DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because I thought it was a really interesting point. Well, when I first started the article, I actually was going to write an article about DeAndre Ayton not shooting threes is a good thing because I, I love his game. We talked about this last week. It was really weird because I started an article – the previous week, which was this article. Uh-huh. And I was going to say, I, I would rather him just wait and develop it like in the off season and maybe have it in a couple of years. Cause he's just so efficient from down underneath the basket. But basically the whole, the whole thing with the next King of the Suns, I always have this thing where the best player on the court is going to usually win the championship for you. And so I was thinking 
Like, who is that player for the Suns? I mean, of course, we're going to say Devin Booker, but I always have this, like, kind of feeling where DeAndre, John, DeAndre might have a chance of being that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think we've always said, you said, Booker might be the second or third best player on a championship team. I just, I had this thing where I think Aiden might be the king of the court one day to where he might be the best player on the court. Um, so that was basically it. I don't really remember too much of what I wrote. So, <laughs> so well, maybe, maybe that's what I was talking about. I love it because I agree with it. And I always kind of have when we drafted DeAndre Ayton, one of the reasons I thoroughly enjoyed getting him as a pick, even though we took him over Luka Doncic, is the fact that he has the ability to one day, one day truly be a completely dominant player. And he's starting to showcase some of those traits. He's better on defense. I think he had, what, 0.9 blocks a game in his rookie season and 1.7 or 1.8 in his sophomore season. He's only getting yeah. better on defense. He's getting more efficient with his footwork. He's, his jump shot's always been there, but he's getting a little bit better at that. And he has all the tools necessary to become a truly dominant player. Now, Devin Booker is always going to be an efficient player and a great scoring player. But you can't necessarily call Devin Booker dominant. And in your article, you're talking about being the king. Well, the king is dominant. Okay, so when Devin Booker continues to do what he does and continues to become an all-star, I will always have faith in him. And, and I wouldn't say he's, you know, not the king, but he, he's, he's definitely in the, the king's court, but he's not the king. The king will be DeAndre Ayton one day if he continues to develop at the pace that he's developing. In year four, in year five, this guy's going to be dynamite, man, because he's going to put it all together. And that's where all these Suns fans are going to shift their love for Devin Booker to DeAndre Ayton. And I truly believe that. Because by that point, we don't know if Devin Booker will be a part of the team, if he'll be happy, if he'll be gone. But DeAndre Ayton will still be on that back end of his first contract or have just signed an extension. And we're going to see something very, very special here in Phoenix with him. And I think he will be the new king. Yeah, he 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 might be. Um, I, I just think, though, Booker did have a few games where he was dominant. Of course, it's not as as much as you would want from like the best player on the court or the best player on the team. Um, so yeah, like you said, I think DeAndre Ayton has a chance to be that guy. And I just think it's really underestimated how much he brings to the team already and how hard it is for big guys to be great. Yes. It takes a while to develop, especially DeAndre Ayton, who hasn't played basketball that long as a lot of these guys have for him to go from his rookie season to the last year, the way he was playing this year. It's, I, I just see, like you said, by year four, year five, he's going to be insanely good. And to follow up on that real quick. Devin Booker can be offensively dominant, but he can't be completely dominant because he doesn't play any defense whatsoever. And that's yeah. where DeAndre Ayton has a one-up on him. He plays down in that position. He's a rebounder, and he can control that paint, and he's True. learning how to. And yeah. that's what makes me so excited for him. I've always been a huge fan of anybody who plays defense in any sport. All the jerseys oh, yeah, I own, too. for the most part, of, of football players are the defensive guys. Like I love defense. Because it truly changes the game. It takes so much more effort, I feel, to play effective defense than it does to play effective offense. Because on yeah. offense, you know where you're going. On defense, oh. you got to predict where they're going and try to stop them. It's just... Exactly. And I don't think Booker really has the body type or the length and stuff to be a defensive guy. And I think Aiden's just gifted body-wise. body, body yes. wise. Like, he, he's not he, like really long for... like He's not like a JJJ where that guy is like maybe has a couple inches on him lengthwise, but 
which helps DeAndre Ayton because he's a better offensive player because of that. And then he also plays, you know, defense. So, yep. So let's get into the meat of this here podcast. And that's talking about bringing the NBA season back. The first thing I want to talk about is Kevin O'Connor's article that came out on the ringer. We've talked about Kevin O'Connor plenty. Huge fan of his. He yes. likes the Suns, so that's another reason I'm a huge fan of his. <laughs> and he put out an article uh, a couple days ago, and it was called The NBA GM Survey Results Show Momentum Behind Adding a Play-In Tournament. And essentially what happened is Adam Silver had a conference call with the decision makers from all 30 teams and discussed, I believe it's four different scenarios on what we're going to do with the season. You know, it, it is noted that there was zero commitment to any one plan, but it was a call to just kind of gather more information and get an idea of what general managers and uh, different organizations are thinking in an effort to move forward. You know, they're talking about yes. doing uh, a play-in tournament between the bubble teams to determine the final seeds in the playoffs, uh, the World Cup-style group stage, which benefits some teams but doesn't benefit others, round-robin format, and... After all was said done, about 75% of the teams voted in favor of a playing tournament and 25% voted in favor of the group stage. Now, my guess is obviously the teams that are around the bottom probably wanted more of the group stage versus the teams at the top that probably wanted more of the playing tournament because it doesn't really affect them. So what uh -huh. are your initial thoughts just on KOC's article before we get into what it looks like is going to actually happen? Well, I didn't actually read the article, but I heard him on the Bill Simmons podcast, yeah. and they were talking about the uh, the play-in tournament. Sorry, I should get to his articles more, but for some reason, I don't as much anymore. Um, but he the the play-in thing is great, but his group thing that relates more to soccer is kind of cool. But I feel like he was talking about too, like a couple teams might be screwed because they'll be playing more heavier competition. Mm -hmm. But then again, it's like if those teams are going to win it all, you have to go through the hardest team, so you might as well just get it all over with in the same group. So I don't know. I mean, I think what he had was a great idea, but I think we were all just thinking like, you know, this is going to be a play in tournament or else they'll just say, because if the Suns are like the top 22, they should be in the play in tournament and have a chance to go to the playoffs. So. Yeah. And essentially for those of you who don't know how the, the world cup format works, essentially you have like the, the top four teams or the top five teams in the NBA. I think it's top four. You make four different uh, groups, group A, B, C, and D. Each one of those top four teams gets the number one seed in each one of those groups. So the yep. Lakers would be number one in group B. The Bucks would be number one in group A. And then you randomly select the other three teams in there. So then that scenario, 16 teams make the playoffs, like currently yep. do, and they play eight games between each other. And then based on your record against those other teams, the top two teams advance to the next round, and it kind of goes on like that, which I think is a very interesting way to do it, especially considering like the World Cup does it and a lot of major soccer tournaments do it. But again, at this point of the season, not knowing that that would be the end result, I feel that teams might have played a little bit differently to try to get different seating or maybe fought a little bit harder. Maybe we would have seen less load management. Uh, but it's just it's an yeah. interesting concept. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I think it's an interesting concept. It is. I, I just don't think you can do it right now. I think that maybe Agreed. if you can go with a couple off seasons of planning, something like that, but I'm not the biggest fan of it. I just love the play in tournament idea. And I think they need to stick to something like that. Yeah. So the play in tournament, which is what everybody's really starting to gravitate towards. And it sounds like it might actually be going down. Uh, yeah. 
was it Ramona Shelburne tweeted among the four plans discussed on the board of governors call today, one in which teams within six games of a playoff spot would be invited to compete in regular season games and then a play in tournament for the final spots sources told ESPN. So that benefits the Suns because there's six games outside of the playoffs. Yes. So, you know, if they're talking the top 22 teams, the Suns are in there. Yeah, they're in there with the Wizards. Yes, <laughs> so, yes, yeah. which would actually be super fun. So what are your thoughts on this? Well, so this goes back a long time, I feel like, to play in tournament because this is something that Bill Simmons have ever always talked about. Mm-hmm. Of course, I want this to happen just because the Suns get a chance to be in, but I think if this does happen, they need to stick to something like this, maybe even going forward to next season. Uh, so that's the most exciting part for me is, is that they can have this moving forward um than just having it this season i mean just as a suns fan i i i'd be out of my mind if they put this through it'd be like a dream basically wouldn't it it wouldn't seem real the suns actually have a chance yeah to have this especially when they don't have to travel now because you can have all the teams together so there's no travel in between it and it can just be randomly selected to who they're playing you know if it's like the pacers versus the rockets we we can see that because they're together in orlando at disney world Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think it's interesting how how it would all be, uh, play out. I think that the Suns, just thinking that they have a chance to even play in the playoffs is awesome. It's mind-blowing. I mean, because initially, after I was reading all the different formats that KOC talked about in his article, essentially the Suns didn't appear to have any chance to be in the playoffs. That's what it was kind of looking like. Yeah. They were talking about a couple different playoff play-in tournaments, but they were doing it with like the nine through 12 seed to get, or the eight through 12 seed to get the ninth or the eighth yeah. spot. And the yeah. Suns are like the 13th seed. Yeah. I mean, so it's just like any scenario possible, the Suns weren't making the playoffs, which sucks. I mean, of course, when basketball comes back on, I'm going to be watching that intensely, Yeah. but knowing that the Suns would be in there, I mean, that would just change the whole ball game. Shit. I'd go buy a shirt. Like we made the playoffs play yeah. in 2020. I'd buy the damn shirt, you know? Yeah, the coolest thing, though, of this is, like, just putting the Suns in the playoffs. To have Devin Booker and the team just experience it, kind of like the Bulls when they only won, like, 12 games that year and they made the playoffs <laughs> yeah. that for the first time with Jordan. Like, it's just having that experience to be like, okay, I can make it in here, even though, you know, maybe this is the only year they do the play-in tournament. But, like, just to have that feeling of, like, you, kind of, you belong because they're not going out of the Western Conference only. Because you know how hard it is. So oh, yeah. if they take it out of every, I'm just saying this experience is like, even if they get sweat, however they do like the actual games, even if they just play one game and lose and that's it. Like it's, I still will enjoy it's an that. experience. Yeah. Just the experience itself is worth it. And that's something we talked about numerous times on the podcast during the season was the Booker progression, the importance of Booker's progression and the steps that need to occur in order for Devin Booker to stay in Phoenix. Yes. And we talked about it and we said, Hey, he needs to make an all-star game this year and, or the playoffs. And next year it needs to be the playoffs. You know, he needs to feel personal success and he needs to feel success for the team with them having a chance to hit the playoffs, even though they're currently the 13th seed, having that experience is something that's going to make him hungrier and make Mm -hmm. him want to stay here and stick with this team and these guys and feel like he's contributing and moving forward with this franchise instead of, Oh, we didn't make the playoffs again. Oh, we didn't make the playoffs again. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's what, that's why guys leave. You know, that's why guys are like, you know what? I can't do it. With these guys, I was listening yeah. to the, uh, all the smoke podcast and they had Bradley Beal on this week. 
And Bradley Beal was talking about how important it is to have that number two guy with him. He's like, I've been watching the Jordan doc and seeing Scotty Pippen out for that 98 season and how much it affected Jordan. He's like, I know what that feels like because I've had John Wall out for like a year and a half. He's like, you can't do it on your own. You can have all the talent in the world, but you have to have support. And Devin Booker's finally getting that support in a team environment. And it'd be just so great to see them actually have an opportunity to play in the playoffs, even if it's this weird, funky format. And I don't know if it's yes. something they'll do moving forward, but it might be a blueprint for a midseason tournament, which I think we would all absolutely love, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't like the mid. No, I, I don't want you don't, that. You don't I don't like want mid-season? the midseason. How come? No, just because there's just no reason for it, I don't think. I don't think even if you pay these players a million bucks like per to win it, I still don't think it matters to them. I don't think it's going to be any importance. I think they can throw anything they want in this tournament to make it seem like it's important. Maybe like it would give you a couple extra wins, like I was kind of saying before, but that was towards the end of the season. Um, I just I don't like the idea. I just don't like it. There's nothing that I would want to watch for a tournament that doesn't like include the championship. I just don't think it makes any sense still. I'm sorry. I don't. No, it's fun. I think it'd just be fun to watch again. It would be fun to watch, but you know, you're talking about mid season for like next year, right? The yeah, mid-season. exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It would so, be kind of fun to watch, but I just, I don't think they would give it their all though for that tournament. No, I, but I, I think that if it's done right, it'll incentivize those teams shooting for like the eighth seed or the seventh seed to have some sort of, opportunity to you know yes. not just get bounced out in the first round by the lakers you know maybe if you make that eighth seed you know you are still are entered into the lottery but it's all based on you have you must have won the midseason tournament or something yeah i mean th- they might find out a way but i don't know it's going to be tough for them to figure something out so if the season does start back up and the suns somehow don't make the playoffs should yeah. the players participate in the nba return what so, do you think of that what does this mean though? Like, what do, what do you mean? Like, is it just, they're going to play games that mean nothing? Is that yes. what you mean? If somehow the season comes back okay. and the Suns have to play in meaningless games, yeah, you know, should they even do it? Um, they should just because, I mean, they're going to want to make money, but it, that's, I don't think that's even possible. I think they're not going to put teams out there to play unless it means getting to the playoffs. Even if it means, because I know the Suns are six games back, and they come back and play six or seven games in mm-hmm. like the regular season, that still gives them a chance to make the playoffs. So that's great. But I don't think they should include any teams that don't have any chance in this. I, I just don't think they should. Yeah, we put the poll up on the Suns Jam Session podcast uh, Twitter page, and it's split right down the middle, 50-50. If, yeah. You know, How if many they... votes did we get on that? I was surprised we got more than six, right? <laughs> we got 14, man. Four, 14. Wow, man. Yeah. <laughs> We're coming up in the world. We got 14 like, votes if, on a poll. It's like before I get the vote for it, there's already six votes. It was crazy. Yeah, me too. I think I was, I think I was the 14th vote. What did you vote on that? What yes. did you vote Yes. You voted yes? Okay. Of course, I want to see the Suns play. Even if there's no path to them making the playoffs, yeah. even if it's just to get reps in, yeah, it's an opportunity to see what your team has. And, you know, maybe Frank Kaminsky goes out there and shows that he's been doing all the hard work, and the Suns are like, you know what? Yeah. We're going to try to keep him next year because of his effort. So yeah, that's but what's so scary kind of about that, though, is that's the way the Suns have been the past four or five years where they finish the season kind of decent, like, because they're so bad, like – they'll play pretty good towards the end, like the last 10 games of the season. And then it's like, oh, we have some hope. So it's just like that's kind of scary to actually kind of rely on 
to watch your team improve with games that are meaningless because that's what the Suns have been doing. So do you know what I mean? Like if yep. if they go out there and they they play great, it's like okay, next year let's do it again. We got it. It's like well, it's gonna be a different ball game next year because it's actually gonna mean something to the other teams that are playing you. I don't know. It's just I, I would rather not play if they don't have a chance to make the playoffs. So, anyways. well, it's kind of interesting because yesterday, May 29th, was actually the 10 year anniversary since the Suns have played in a playoff game. 10 Yikes. years. Yes. So, so, you know, kind of to your point that you were just talking about, they've done a really good job recently of kind of finishing the season strong and, mm-hmm. and giving us hope for the next year, but it always equates to not, not, like nothing the next year. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think that it's been 10 years since the Suns were in the playoffs. Because we always talk about yeah. the last decade, and you look at it, and it's, the Suns are one of six teams to ever go 10 years without making the playoffs. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> There's been six teams to do it? No. No? Okay. <laughs> you know? Because you look at some of the teams, and it's like the Dallas Mavericks from, like, 1991 on. Because the Mavericks yeah. were horrible in the 90s. And it was, yeah. like, I think the Washington Bullets in the 70s or something. I mean, it was just, like, it's such a such a list that you don't want to be any part of. Yeah. Well, and, at least – yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, even after Jordan left the Bulls, it took six years, and they were back in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it's a team that finally realized, like, what the hell was going on with Sarver, and you just know the team wasn't ran good. So, for them to actually first admit that, like, you're an alcoholic or something, then that's the first step, you know? I don't know if that's the actual first step, but <laughs> that just having that this last season and some ownership and actually a great-looking roster, that's the first step in the right direction, I think. Yeah, we're, we're definitely heading in the right direction, but I still – I mean, a fucking I decade, know. man. Like 10 years. Like the last yeah. time we played in the playoffs, I was what, 27 years old? Yeah. Like crap, man. No wonder, <laughs> no wonder no kids here give a shit about the Suns I or know. anybody. Anytime you go to a bar, you can't get the Suns game on for two reasons. One, the coronavirus, and two, Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings just doesn't show it. It's because they've never they haven't been good for a fucking decade. It's just yeah. I know we talk about it all the time, but it's like that date hit and it's just kind of like a punch in the face. Yeah, you knew it was coming, and then we hoped that it would be different this year. But, I mean, we did improve. It's just not, not well, well enough. we could be going to the playoffs. We, we could. could. And if playoffs. that happens, I'm going to be very excited. Oh, hell yeah. Looking at some different dates that have been thrown out there in case you live under a rock or you don't have Twitter or you d- just don't care, uh, here's some of the key dates as long as nothing weird happens. Now, Bill Simmons reported some of these dates, and then – we kind of got another uh, date from Shams at the Athletic where he said July 31st is the target date for the return of the season. Mm-hmm. Bill Simmons said July 25th, a week prior, the playoffs would begin, which makes Game 7 of the NBA Finals September 20th. The NBA draft would be September 24th or 25th. October 1st is when free agency would begin, and then December 25th is when uh, the next season would kick off. So, again, that's still a month, two months out. I mean, if mm-hmm. we're talking about Sham's date, because Sham said Adam yeah. Silver in the league office informed the Board of Governors that July 31st is the target date, that's two months from today. Yeah. And it's been two months. That's a long layoff, man. Four months. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's what they need to get back in shape, though, I think. Too. Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, this is exactly what I think they wanted to play with. I mean, you, you get what you want. I know it didn't go in the best – they didn't get in the best way with what happened with the pandemic, but they – they got the dates i feel like here right and they they're doing what they've i feel like they've always wanted to do um so 
that's exciting because I think, I mean, especially having the finals in September, I know I love football, but just having it at the beginning of football season would be awesome. I think. No, I think it would be fantastic. And it's before the world series and all that. So essentially you'd have like the ML, you'd have the NBA playoffs and then the MLB playoffs. If that ever happens, I feel like, I I honestly don't think the major league baseball is going to have a season. Oh, there's no way, right? There's no way. They can't agree on anything. So it's just like, just forget it. Just forget it. It's just so funny seeing the difference in leagues, man. It is. I think I talked about it last week and I'll talk about it again this week. I mean, it's unreal seeing how different the two leagues are. NBA players are working with the commission, with the commissioner, with yes. uh, the GMs, with the owners, and trying to get this thing back stood back up. Major League Baseball is trying to use this as a bargaining tool, like it's a collective bargaining agreement year, which is two years away from the MLB, and they're trying to get all these little side things kind of thrown in there. And it's just like it's not going to happen. It's just it's so sad, dude, because this might be close to the death of baseball. They had a chance here. They really did. And they had a chance to speed up the games, do whatever they wanted to do this season, like the NBA is going to do. Yep. <laughs> like the yep. NBA is going to be a completely different game when it comes back. And they just, they blew it. Yeah, the, they blew it. It's, it's yeah. over, dude. Honestly, I just think, uh, and then it's also like people that did fantasy drafts. It's like, what, do we get to keep the same draft? Because I kind of like my draft. Do we have to redraft <laughs> next year? I'm okay with redrafting, man. My team's dog oh, shit. I kind of like my team, so I didn't want to have to redraft. I went with a bunch of guys who were like, sh- like yeah. you know, high upside. And it takes yeah. time for that upside to kind of translate. And they're not going to have time. <laughs> if they play well, a 60-game season, what are we going to do? Like three weeks in the fucking playoffs? Yeah. It's pointless. There's just too many bodies in baseball. It's yeah. just too too many big butt bodies. They're just I don't know too much to put up with. Well, it's sad that we're probably not gonna have baseball, but I honestly believe that we we no. Won't. There's no I don't. I would be more. What would you be more surprised if we have baseball or the Suns get a chance to make the playoffs? Like if if you heard one of those happen, like if we had baseball starting next month, not next month, but early um early July, like July fourth, would you be more surprised about that or the Suns actually playing tournament? I'd be more surprised if baseball started. Oh, me too. I me would. Too. I honestly yeah. would. I think with everything that the NBA is doing and the the direction it's heading, I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. You know. No, you're totally right. And then, yep. No, you're just you're completely right. So. So here's a, another fun story that came out over Memorial Day weekend, and that's Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker having fun together after Memorial Day. Ooh, another Kendall and and Booker sighting. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I know they're just like really good friends, so I don't really care. Did did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, gonna say both. I don't get no, t-shirts. Yeah. I just no, I know. It's just there. fun to talk about. But I, I think they're just really, really good friends because they've been friends for a while. That's what I keep hearing. My sources. I'm just joking on these sources. <laughs> but um, did you see? I, I was about to say. There, there's a rumor going around the household that you're terrified of Khloe Kardashian. Oh, face. did you see her? <laughs> yeah, well, no, she looks good, but it, it's scary. Yeah, man, that's because not her. Like, she, yeah, it's like is she gonna talk like does she talk <laughs> i don't know man like i just want to see her on the on the show now like talking and stuff it's just it's very it's what sucks is i told um i told ashley i told her that she'll never be happy with the way she looks i don't think no right guaranteed. this isn't it she's changed the way she looks like 17 times yeah and she got one really good picture taken that you know how to have like the perfect lighting and everything I mean, if you're constantly readjusting your face like that, you can't yeah. have the self-confidence that you look good. Even if, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It, she, yeah, it's scary. And yeah. I, I, feel, I feel really bad when I saw it. It's kind of sad. And I, I wish she never had to do anything like that. But 
whatever, man. That, that, that's the pressures of being a Kardashian slash Jenner. I guess so. I would love to have that kind of surgery, though. That'd be awesome. What, to just <laughs> to where you're always smiling and have, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're at a funeral yeah. and you just have a shitting grin on your face. Yeah. You just fry, like, What's wrong fry with eggs him? on my face. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> it's like I won't even feel it. <laughs> Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the draft because I was reading okay. again. Kevin O'Connor does a great job on the Ringer of putting together it's beautiful his draft guide, and I was actually reading through it this week, and it was interesting because of who he had the Suns taking at number ten. Yeah, you know, again, if you look at all the percentages, we don't know what the balls are going to do in the lottery, but if the NBA was like the NFL is, we would have the ten pick right now. So yeah. you go through and you look at who KOC kind of has going. He has number one is Anthony Edwards going to the Golden State Warriors. Your boy mm-hmm. LaMelo Ball going to the Cavaliers at number two. Yikes. James Wiseman, who uh, played for Penny Hardaway in Memphis, going number three to the Timberwolves, which I actually think is really interesting, especially considering they have Carl Anthony Towns there. Then you have the Israeli guy, uh, I think Denny Avijada, going to the Hawks at number four. Isaac Okoro from uh, Auburn going to the Pistons at number five. Tyrese Halliburton yeah. going to the Knicks at six. Obi Toppin going to the Bulls at number seven. Tyrese Maxey going number eight to the Charlotte Hornets. Number nine, the USC freshman Okongwu going to the Bullets. And then the Suns at number 10, Devin Vassell, who's a sophomore from Florida State. And I thought that was really interesting for a couple of reasons. One, we already have a guy named Devin on our team and this guy yeah. spells it the same exact way Devin spells it like D E V I N, which yeah. I feel is a little bit more rare than D E V O N. And two, this isn't a guy who I've ever really kind of looked at. So upon hearing this information, do you have any thoughts on this? Well, he, I, I was watching him some on YouTube and he just, yeah. he reminds me of, He's not as long, and I feel like we do this a lot, but, but kind of just like a Mikel Bridges. But he's, Agreed. He's just more aggressive. Though. He looks like he's a more confident player because um, we, we know, we've heard from Dave, where it's just like Mikel and even Aiden need that confidence. This guy just looks like he's ready to attack. Like he's ready to attack the hole. He's ready to shoot whenever the hell he wants. But he, his shot, and then he has the defensive thing, he reminds me a lot of Mikel. So it would be strange to have another wing. I mean, I feel like he'd be a wing, right? Or do you think he'd play like the four? Maybe a four with Aiden. That'd be kind of cool. He'd actually play more of a two, three, I think, than a three, you think four. So? Yeah. He's okay. six foot seven, uh, six foot 10 wingspan. If you look at KOC's kind of grades or whatever, he's really good at off ball defense, perimeter shooting, hustle, and on ball defense. He's more yeah. of a defensive guy. Uh, in fact, the pluses say that he's an elite team defender who's immediately going to help any NBA rotation. He has shades of Chris Middleton, Robert Covington, and uh, Matisse Thibel. So I thought those were kind of some interesting comparisons because those guys more play the 2-3 than the 3-4. And again, I've talked about it before, like number 10 pick, trade it. But I do think this is an interesting prospect out there. Kind of to what you said, he almost looks like a mini Mikael Bridges. He's long. He's 6'10 wingspan. But he's like a Mikel Bridges who could play a two. So he's somebody who could come off the bench and perhaps spell Booker. Yeah. I don't know if he is a great shooter. You know, he's a good he's a good spot-up shooter, it says, with a high release. And he just yeah, awareness. supposedly he is, yeah. So he's got some shooting ability. But knowing that you have a guy who could play some of that hustle defense, 
is just exciting to me because again like i said earlier in the pod i just i love defense that yeah. shit gets me off man <laughs> well what a comparison of like chris middleton and uh Thibel, because Thibel's just all defense middleton's like yeah. one of the best scorers in the league so it's like if you combine those two you would have like the perfect player for his size yeah um but he i love this so much because you find out you're like Every player we see that maybe the Suns might get, it might be the steal. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the way I feel like this draft In this is. draft, like, yeah, it can be anybody. Because if you watch him play, it's like, how did I miss like this guy? Because he looks like a solid NBA player already from what I saw. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the thing where I did the, with the SGA where watch him for 10 minutes and it's like, you think he's already ready for the NBA. That's the way this guy looks. Yeah. So he's, maybe he's, he's a the, steal. He's got the length. He's got the athleticism. And yeah. to your point, man, Anybody in this draft could be the seal of the draft because you yes. don't know. You just don't know in this draft. You don't. Kind of a weird one. So, you ready for our our patented dumb trade of the week time? Yes. Very so let's cool. let, let's introduce our our new dumb trade of the week music that Matthew made last week. Hit it. Dumb trade of the week. What do you think of that, Matthew? Uh, it sounds like me, which is annoying. <laughs> So uh, I was looking on the old interweb and uh, I forget what site I got it off of, but they were talking about if the Suns draft Nico Mannion and don't trade Ricky Rubio, the point guard position is going to be great hand in great hands for the Suns next year. So if Atlanta retains Clint Cabela, they would love to get out of paying Dwayne Demon 13 plus million dollars per year for 2022. So check this out. The Suns could trade Kelly Oubre Jr. and Tari and T- Fuck me, I can't read. <laughs> the, the, the Suns could uh, trade Kelly Oubre Jr. and Ty Jerome to Atlanta for John Collins and Dwayne Demon. The Suns could then uh, position themselves once Rubio's contract comes off the books of 2022 to offer John Collins big-time money, and here's what money would have. He'd have John Collins and DeAndre Ayton down low with Devin Booker and, you know, Mikael Bridges, Elliot Kobo, Cameron Johnson mm-hmm. – Sounds like an intriguing lineup. What do you think? Well, the mis- the mistake on this is mentioning Elia Kobo as yes. something like <laughs> that's the biggest thing that threw you off of this. It's just because it's, I can even rebuttal and say, like, I don't even know how good John Collins is going to be. I know he's one of the pieces they want to build around. Yeah. But it's just like that's how much I know about the Hawks, and that's how much someone knows about the Suns when you're throwing Elia Kobo as something that's going to be – a piece of the future and it's it's not gonna be that way um i don't know i the thing is john Collins might end up being a better player than kelly Oubre. i think he has more of a higher ceiling but i just don't know that yet so to throw this out there and like to get rid of kelly Oubre for someone that might not be especially he had the same 25 game suspension as yeah as, I know. <laughs> you want him, do you want him around deandre ayton so they're just I, pounding diuretics yeah. in, the, in, in the locker room after the game i mean i don't know man i all these trades are just hard to say because we love this team so much right well, now. And that's why it's the dumb trade of the week. I think yeah. that John Collins is intriguing, especially if you have a good point guard who can get him the ball. That's why he's been successful in Atlanta because yeah. Trey Young is really good at passing and getting him open. But who knows what happens if he does come to Phoenix in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And, of course, we have to somehow trade Kelly Oubre. I mean, that's just – That's just – yeah. It's, the, it's that. And then – also, I don't want anybody to take up the space that DeAndre Ayton has down low. I want yes. DeAndre Ayton just the center. Yes. And everybody else is around him. No one else clogging the lanes or anything. Because that's the way I think Ayton's going to like 
be the best player on the Suns. So. Well, and with his passing ability too, it just opens it. It's so much easier to yes. let the let the double team collapse on you and pass out to the wing versus like letting the double team collapse on you and try to like do a bounce pass down to Collins, who's right right next to you. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't, know if you don't I want like that. It. So speaking of Kelly Oubre, because we like to trade him uh, once a and week. Then, and then talk good stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Seth Partnow via The Athletic, when asked, Kelly Oubre is coming off a career season, but he's an interesting player who typically does not have plays, plays drawn up for him and instead makes things happen with the ball in his hands, in traffic, at the rim, et cetera. How do you evaluate a player like him? And what is his ultimate ceiling? And that's one reason that Ubre's always kind of remind me of the Matrix. That's why I call him yeah. Kel- Kelly the Matrix Tubre. Yep. Is because he's a guy who you don't drop plays for him. He's a guy who just hustles. He'll take it to the rim. Uh, he'll he'll just play hard. And uh, although his, his jump shot sure does look a lot better, but he he's got a lot of Matrix in him. But I thought that was an interesting question. You know, what is his ultimate ceiling, and how do you evaluate a player like him? And Seth Part now responded, uh, Ubre's production outstrips his contract as he's slated to earn about $14.3 million next year. It's not agreed, an egregious overpay, and his contract has just one season left. But if the choice was between retaining him at that number, number relative to the cap, the Suns could probably allocate that money better, perhaps replacing Ubre's minutes with Cam Johnson at a lower cost uh, or a veteran signing. And again, yes. so even, I mean... Seth from The Athletic is uh, talking about Kelly Oubre is a great player, but is he worth his value is kind of the question. And yeah. he kind of says no. What do you think? I think that uh, Oubre's ceiling is really up to now. I think he's at his ceiling, but the way to raise it is to have the pieces around him, kind of like you said, Matrix. Matrix needed Steve Nash. He needed Amari. So if the Suns have the playmaking ability, like they have the best assist ratio assist to turnover ratio in the backcourt with Booker and Rubio. That's uh-huh. what Ubre needs to actually raise the ceiling. And unfortunately, like course the Suns can't really see that too often because people get it hurt. But I think that it's up to the team around Ubre for his ceiling to raise. So that's the biggest thing. I, I think we just need one more year with him too. I, I don't want to like get rid of Ubre and him succeed somewhere else, but Cam Johnson, this guy would basically be the best backup in that situation the way he is now. So I don't want to see this happen next year. Do you? I don't next year. It's going to be tough after that because Kelly Oubre kind of falls into the Sean Marion uh, realm of, yes, you know, justification for a contract. You know, he's a solid guy. He's a guy you need on your team to be successful. He's the hustle guy. He's the, the dunker. He's the soul of the team. But what is that worth to you? You know, if you could get a couple solid players, one to replace him and one to back him up, is that more valuable than paying him as much as you do? And I just don't know if in the long run it's a good idea to try and continue to pay him because then you can't put together other parts of the team and you ultimately fail. So thankfully he's still on the roster. Thankfully we have him through next season. And we get to have another year of, you know, high-flying Kelly Oubre blowing – kisses to the crowd and doing push-ups in the opposition's face which i absolutely yeah. love <laughs> yeah just don't go too far and cost your team just yeah to, yeah sometimes it's like don't cross the line but yeah don't, don't get those technical fouls for simply bobbing your head yeah well that i don't think that's yeah. his fault it's just it's the fucking not refs. stupid fucking refs that's what i don't miss about the nba is a stupid fucking refs yeah that's the only time we ever curse yeah right? stupid fucking refs all right how about we hit the sun's jam session mailbag huh yep 
All right. So to all of our listeners out there, you can email us your questions, sunsjamsession at gmail.com, and we might read them on the show. So we got a couple that we want to talk about today. Uh, the first one is from loyal listener Jonathan Che, and he was doing kind of the, the start, bench, and cut trade. Start, bench, oh, cut, nice. trade. Yeah. Sun's best point guards. So you have to start one, bench one, cut one, and trade one. Okay. Na- Nash, KJ, Kid, Marbury. You want to take this one first? I want to see what you say first. All right. I think you go start Nash, duh. I think you bench KJ. I think you trade Kid and you cut Marbury. Mm, pretty close to what I have. Yeah? What do you got? Yeah. Start so KJ? Start, start Nash. I would bench Marbury. I would Interesting. Cut, cut KJ and then trade Kid. <laughs> Just wow. because I love I love Marbury. Those are like my two favorite point guards on the Suns. I'm gonna the first game the Suns play. I have my Marbury jersey. It's all nice and ironed out and cheesy. I'm gonna wear that. I cannot wait to wear that again. I <laughs> Is finally it a found pur- it. Purple or a white one? It's a purple one, just like the Marion one behind you. Oh, nice. Same I thought one. it was. I was uh, looking at some on the internet yesterday, and somebody was trying to sell a Stefan Marbury orange crush jersey. I'm like, that's oh. bullshit. He never wore an orange jersey. Yeah, I was like, he wasn't. Yeah, no, that doesn't count. Yeah, I think it's one of those websites where they got like fake jerseys. Like they got the Tom Brady jersey, but it's the mm-hmm. the old, now old, yeah. Tampa Bay, like <laughs> digital clock numbers. Yeah. I'm like, he's never worn that jersey. He's they no. changed it. Interesting though. I definitely yeah. would have KJ on my bench, but you'd go Marbury. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah. The great thing here is there's no wrong answer. No, I think a lot of people would disagree with that, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they definitely disagree with yours. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's actually the right one. So, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our last question comes from Shill Pad Hop 8. Was Penny Hardaway underrated on the Suns? I don't think he was. I think he was properly rated. Yeah. I think we've actually talked about this before. I, I, when I think about it now, because I didn't really get, I don't remember watching him too much. When I think about it now, I'm just like, I don't know why you would talk about him when people used to get excited about him and kid together. I'm kind of like, now I'm just like, Oh really? You guys were, I don't know. So that's the way I think of it, but you have to tell me what you really thought. Well, back then I wasn't overly excited about it. I wasn't a huge kid fan either. I know there's a lot of loyal listeners who love Jason kid. I wasn't a big Jason kid fan when we got him. Uh, And then you paired Penny Hardaway. And I remember exactly where I was when the trade happened. I was over at my friend's house and I think we we're playing NBA 2K. It was like the first year of 2K that had Allen Iverson on it. And that, that trade happened. You're like, oh, damn, the Suns made a trade for a big name. Ah, too bad it's Penny. You know, because you knew yeah. that Penny was at the back end of his career, man. He had already blown his knee out once. You hoped that he had something left in the tank, but you knew that it wasn't going to be the same player that was going through the, to the Eastern Conference Finals and then to the NBA Finals mm-hmm. back in 95. You know, it wasn't the same player. Yeah. So I think by the time that he got to the Suns, he was properly rated. Uh, his performance was overrated. You know, he hurt his knee again, and there's issues again, and he just didn't play a ton of games. And ultimately, you know, he, we traded him to New York. So I think in his time coming here, he was properly rated. You didn't expect the world of him, and his production was production's overrated. I don't think that he had a great production with us. No. No, and that people could get him sense. confused with Grant Hill, I think, a lot, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we do that sometimes. We're like, we'll write a question. I just look up Grant Hill where we're talking about Penny Hardway. 
Wow, that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds like a you problem, man. Oh, is that just me? Yeah, that's just you. I, I definitely know the distinction from between the two. I know. Although they did, they did play together. <laughs> they did play together in Orlando. Yeah, that's they both true. We're hurt. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. What could have been, man? What could have been? Oh. What uh? What else you got this week? Uh, what else do I have? Yeah. So I just have a prediction. I Ooh. think that whatever's going to happen Thursday, they're going to vote on it and the NBA will be back. And I, I want to give a big thanks to the NHL for stepping up and coming back before anybody else. So It's nice to have one league set the standard, huh? It's not yes, Major League Baseball. <laughs> we I, can't I, rely on them. Yeah, you can't rely on the fucking Major Leaguers. I do think it's interesting that it took the NHL making a decision in order for the NBA to finally make a decision. You know, the NBA, we always talk about leading the way, kind of, you know, they're the first ones to kind of shut down, yeah. lead the way with kind of, you know, the relationship with the players. But they, they haven't led the way on this. No, you expected the NBA to make the, uh, the big move forward. They didn't. But, I mean, eventually they're going to have the playoffs. So that's the only thing, like, we can really be excited for is they're not giving up on the season. So, Well, I, I haven't given up on the season. And, I'm, again, I'm super excited to go back to work. Is there yeah. anything you've been doing this week that's new? Watching anything new? Playing anything new? No, this the whole week's been weird. Everything's been weird lately, so I don't even know what I've been doing, honestly. Just the car, huh? <laughs> well, did you yeah, get like Resident Evil? Oh, you know, 4? I watched Dave. Yeah, I got Resident Evil Four. I watched Dave. Have you seen that? My name oh. is Dave. Little Dicky. No. Show on. Oh, it's actually pretty funny. I watch it. It's on Amazon. Okay. All right, I'm sorry. It's on a Hulu. All right. Thankfully, that's a show because a minute I thought you had a neighbor named Dave. And you've, oh, just been, yeah. you've just been watching him for a week. <laughs> yeah. Like, Matthew, what are you doing, dude? Well, it's, yeah, it's just a name I gave him. It's not even his real name. <laughs> I call yeah. you Dave. So what, what are you doing? I feel like you wanted me to ask you what you've been doing. No, I know you got I've, your job coming up. Or it's been a- I have nothing to report. It's okay. been a very boring week. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm like on season four of The Wire. Oh, I'm on, I'm actually watching season three right now. So don't season three it. is great, man. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed season three. All right. Yeah, I'm excited. So That's... I heard number four is better though. So really, That's why a... I, was, I looked it up. I don't know some oh. guy. So I think Dave, Dave did Dave, yeah. Dave told you that? <laughs> yeah, Dave wrote it down and uh, put it on his window for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Stop watching me. Watch, watch yeah. season four. It's better than season three yeah. of, the, of the Wire. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny when you watch the wire though because you see these guys like these old cell phones and like i still i still have in a box like my old flip phone do you i think i have yeah i think i have some of mine i wonder yeah i I need to i need to get a charger and like see the pictures on that thing the shitty like oh my gosh (laughs) resolution pictures that are on those things yeah oh my gosh man (laughs) (laughs) oh well well if you got nothing new then i've got nothing new again sun's jamsters Thanks for tuning in to the Suns Jam Session podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Suns Jam. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter at Matthew Lissy. And you can follow Dave by simply hanging out at uh, Matthew's house and looking out the window and you can just watch him. Great view. (laughs) But that's all I got to say this week. Take care, everybody. All right. Yeah, everyone go home and stay home and love your family. 